Hi. Hello. Hi. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula and also a birth assistant at Linden Tree Midwifery. And we actually have two very special guests today. Uh, would one so of you like special. to introduce yourselves for our introduction? Hi, I'm Ashley, and I keep trying to have Kim to have my babies, but it never works out, so I settled for a podcast. Have your, She's have, the worst. Have your babies or deliver your babies? Oh, well, deliver. <laughs> I do not like you that much. But guess what? You like her that much. I do. I brought my wife, Crystal. Yeah. And who are you, Crystal? Yes, I'm Crystal, and I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> nice. It's going to be a long and painful one, my friend. I don't know. We'll try and go easy on you. I like how you opened up just then. Also, could you please share with the whole world what your initials are and then what they are if you read them? Uh, So my initials are CL, first and last name. And if you put the C in front of my last name, it spells Klitiker. Yes. Love it. Yes, it does. (laughs) And everyone loves a little Klitiker in their life. She's a lady after her own heart. Do you so, just like say everything like that, like literature? Like, do you just, it's such a fun game. I do not. It's just real awkward whenever I have to go to like employment and if they use first initial last name. <laughs> like, is that your cam girl name or is that your real name? Awesome. So I just want to say that I'm really proud of us because we said we were going to record every two weeks and we were going to have a guest every other week and look at us, we're doing it. Two weeks strong. Yeah. One, one time we did it. And not, al- not only do we have one guest, we have two guests today. It's a twofer. And <laughs> we made it. Sorry, we just watched that movie again. That feels good on the whole. Um, and we made it today, even though Meredith was at a birth last night. I was not at a birth last night. No. She was at a postpartum. If you would like me to attend your birth, please call me as soon as possible. You're just going to have to start moving in with your clients. I just did a scenic drive of the Marshall area in the dark. It's basically all I did last night. And apparently there was an adventure after the easy birth slash postpartum. There was. We did nothing. So it was like an hour drive there. We literally just stayed for the three hours afterwards. And then on the way home, Katie was like, hey, I'm on E. I didn't have time to get gas. So you have to follow behind me in case I run out. I'm like, girl, that's not going to happen. We're going to be fine. Like, that doesn't happen. So then, of course, as I'm behind her, my GPS is like, turn left. Her car's like, turn right. So for literally an hour, we just took wrong turns in the middle of nowhere. And we just got farther and farther away from a gas station to the point where she did indeed run out of gas (laughs) on 66. But luckily, we were coasting into the Linden exit. And I just watched her coast down a hill through the stoplight and into the gas station. But I was like, oh she my was God. panicking, which is understandable because we didn't have cell service. So we couldn't luck. communicate and her GPS got lost. So I was like dueling her through. I was like, you're doing amazing. You could do this. Look, you're crowning. You're pulling into the gas station. You're crowning. Oh, look, the head, the head. Because she was like, her truck <laughs> made it right to like the front of the gas tank. And then her finally got all the way in. And it was like, it's a bird. That's fucking We did make it to work. a bird tonight. That is a rookie mistake, Katie. A rookie mistake. And you are not a rookie. Another part of it is that I got on E as well. Of <laughs> course you did. Through the adventure. I'm surprised your phone didn't die. I'm not surprised by that. So I'm not going to say anything to Meredith. 
So we actually have a point to this episode that was not about the birth last night. Um, but so today we are interviewing Ashley and Crystal about their experiences with IVF because um, we know that that can be a long emotional battle. Um, and we wanted to share your experience with other people out there. So I thought for sure you'd be like, absolutely not. So I was like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And you said yes. I was like, yes. So for anyone out there who doesn't know, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization. And that is basically when they take an egg and a sperm and they put it in a Petri dish and they mix it together and then they implant it inside your body and a baby grows. God, you made that sound so easy. (laughs) Yeah. So did you guys do this in your own kitchen or did you hire someone to do that for you? Well, we had talked about it doing, we actually did reciprocal IVF. So it was Crystal's egg and then I, and then they did the transfer with me. So we were both a part of it. That's awesome. I love that. So can we, way more complicated than in our kitchen. Yeah, sounds like it. The kitchen just sounds like a fun, easy way, and I, I guess well, it's I just mean, not that easy. Some people do. Turkey yeah. basters and such. But I was going to say, was there a turkey baster involved? I have a midwife friend that uses a turkey baster to help people out with this process. I like to make things complicated, so yeah. I, you know, I was like, well, it's not just going to be me going through this. We're going to go through it together. Together. Yeah. Okay, so can we just start at, the, like, from the beginning, you all came in to Premiere, which is where we met. And where I fell in love with the both of you. And I was like, this couple is amazing. So you all went through IVF together. But Crystal, you had to go through, and I'd like for you to talk a little bit about what you had to go through. Because we give, you know, Ashley, I'm like, oh, how nice. Ashley grew the baby. Gosh, Crystal, what did you do? You know, (laughs) typical partner. What did it last three seconds? But no, it was longer than that. Uh, Yeah, so we definitely were not prepared for what all it takes for IVF. Um, and for any woman that does it, the whole process, good for you. Cause it's <laughs> kudos it is, to yeah, you. Yeah. It is draining. Um, so when we went in, we talked to the, the doctor, found out that reciprocal IVF was even a thing. Um, and then obviously they were like, okay, we had to do some counseling to make sure that we were compatible to have a baby together. And then don't you wish that like people that didn't do IVF had to do that? <laughs> like the ones that have sex in an alleyway that someone would pop up and be like, Hey, we notice you don't have a condom. Please fill this form out in case you make a baby. It, we literally had a checklist that we wow. had to go through before they would even go, even talk to us about the financial portion. Like your social history or like genetic stuff, both? We, genetic, we had to do counseling. Uh, yeah, and, and basically if we were f- kind of fit to, ha- to be parents, like what was our expectation whenever we had oh, a child so we didn't put my. expectations on our child um, so it was a whole... And we had to get approval from that person. Like, they had to approve us before mm-hmm. we could move forward. Clinic, okay. So, in 2022, or 2020, well, yeah, you started in 2021, right? Uh, no, we actually started in 2018, 2019. Oh, wow. Uh, the whole process. It So, in our mind, we were like, IVF, it's going to be simple, right? We'll just go, we'll fill yeah. the forms, we'll pay the money, they'll let us do it, whatever. It took at least three months just to get go through the initial checklist, which was making sure we were all healthy, you know, so we had to do the the basic physicals, and then uh, we had to do the... Oh, yeah, we ha- I had blood work, and we had to do the mock, we had to do a mock transfer, and make sure that my body was capable, and Crystal had to do a physical, and make sure that, and we had, yeah, and the blood yep. work, and the diseases. And that was all, and- that was all before we got to doing the counseling to make sure that we were even 
good enough. So it took wow. like three months for all of that um, just to get the pre-approval to say, yes, you can pay us 30 grand to have a baby. Oh, right? um, I feel like I'm talking that? to people who went through this process to like prove that they're like good parents and like good steady individuals. And I'm like, man, they feel I feel like they're like actually more solid individuals than most people you'd meet. <laughs> I don't think I could pass that kind of examination. No. I have so many expectations of them. <laughs> They'd be like, she can't have a baby. What are you talking about? Did you appreciate all of the work to know that like the money you're putting into it was like going to work or did it feel like overkill? A little bit of both. Or did you feel like super judged and like having to prove yourself? I mean, the doctors were really nice, I will say. So it started as just a conversation and, and Crystal called the doctor or the clinic just to get him more information. And of course, they were like, let's schedule an appointment. And so Crystal called me at work and it went from just a theoretical conversation to, hey, we have an appointment with the doctor. Um, so I feel like on one hand, it escalated really quickly. But on the other hand, like having the checklist and everything, like you really have to be 110% sure, you know, that this is what you want to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, the initial everything starting was was very quick, but then it was not quick. The whole process isn't isn't super quick. But all of the doctors, the the counselor, everyone, they were super nice. And I mean, I don't think it's any different than when people go through marriage counseling before they get married to make sure they're compatible. Yeah. Um, Most people don't do that. Most either. people don't do that they do either. Not. They do not. No. Maybe. I was gonna say, also, they can't tell you you can't get married yeah. if you're not compatible. They just highly recommend that you don't. True, true. So, um, and so we learned stuff too because uh, as a same-sex couple, obviously, um, the birthing mother is the mother of the child, regardless of me being the biological yeah. parent. Wow. I have no no rights, right? Um, unless I do an adoption. So that was something that we didn't know. Um, and obviously, whenever we were premier, you let us know, like, I couldn't sign the birth certificate unless right. we were married or I was transgendered and said I was a guy. But if I was a guy and we weren't married, I could sign the birth certificate. Which, well, you'd have to have a paternity, which is like, but you're right. Correct. Which but, is a whole, which is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. yeah. A whole other branch of it that most people don't even have to blink an eye at. Yeah. So for, for us, it's also, you know, as a same sex couple, our daughter's birth certificate is an illegal document for me. If we were to ever have any problems or whatever, I would have to go through a whole process, um, which is crazy. Uh, Cause it's, you know, you don't think of that whenever you're like, Oh, I'm going to have a baby and we'll just, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, so we learned a lot, but I mean, they were all super nice and they weren't judgy. I think it was just the best interest of us and, you know, the the children. So. so do you guys mind me asking, like, before you even started this process so that our listeners can get to know you guys a little bit better, do you mind, like, sharing, like, how long you guys were together before you decided to embark on this journey and when you got married, if you got married? I, don't, I am compl- coming into the story completely fresh, so... So, um, yeah, I, I did not have children prior to being with Ashley. She already had two children. We had been talking probably two or three years and officially dating like a year and a half-ish whenever we brought this up. Um, <clears throat> and then we went and, you know, started the, the whole process. So it wasn't – so I guess on, in, in, the hi- in hindsight, in a year and a half, if you're like, oh, I want to have a baby, it's probably like – should you like <laughs> maybe you guys don't know each other that well you know uh so i think it was a great 
great idea that they did counseling with us. So. Oh, fan- so good. Then you enjoyed that part or you appreciated that part. Um, I, I did actually, because there was a, during the, the counseling, uh, the, like I said, she asked us what we wanted to get out of, you know, why we wanted to have a child basically, which, uh, and I was like, well, we have boys. We'd like to have a girl, you know, they they'd be a little bit more, not as rough and tumble, which is a complete lie. Our daughter is absolute lie. way worse than the boys. <laughs> but in, in this, in that breath, she was like, you shouldn't have that expectation for your child. Oh, sorry. You shouldn't have that expectation for your child. You should, you know, be able to just, they should just be who they are and you love them for who they are regardless. And obviously we do. Um, but it's kind of like, it like helped our, our mindset to not just have expectations prior to birth of what they were going to be like. Yeah. Oh, I wish we all had that. That they're, sounds they're awesome. People. Also, IVF is incredibly expensive. So like anyone who's going through fertility issues, I think we have a whole new respect for, for them and what they're going through. Because not only is it a toll emotionally, but man, financially it is just, I don't think we had any idea. And then, I mean... They had a package that was like, we guarantee you're going to have a baby, but it was literally $30,000 to do that. How can they guarantee that? Because I've known lots of people who went through IVF multiple times and it didn't work. So um, it was like a blanket cost for multiple tries up to so many. And then if it did not work, then they would give you your money back. Gotcha. So we did not go with that option. We went because she was 100% convinced that we would be pregnant you know, the first time. So it was like, she knew okay. she was a fertile myrtle. Yeah. And she was correct. So lucky for us, it's, it still was like 18 grand, but which is, is a lot. And that was a few years ago. It could be even more now with, oh, yeah. with prices. Right. So, um, it is definitely a commitment when you're doing IVF financially, mentally, physically, and even like for your family. Like, I mean, I had to take so much time, like she said, it, it's my egg. So I had to go through the process of taking the hormones, to get what to did that look yeah. like for you crystal it was terrible go on and, and how long after you started the process did you get to the point where you actually started preparing your eggs for retrieval or whatever they call it uh it was probably like three months prepare the eggs i'm sorry it, it, that's basically what it was yeah so it was like three months after we do all of our checklists because both of us had to do the the checklist right and we had to to go through it um and then uh, I'm, I'm not super girly. I know you guys can't see me, but I'm not. Okay. Don't worry. We'll post a picture later. Oh God. Um, so, uh, and I'm pretty, pretty even keeled emotionally. Uh, so with taking additional hormones, like I, I don't would have literally paid to see this and I'm very upset that I wasn't a part of this particular moment of journey. <laughs> you it, have to tell them about the birth control. I will. It, it was terrible. Okay. So I, I, Women that have all these hormones all the time naturally, I just have no clue how they survive life every day because it is <laughs> Meredith, terrible. how do you survive life every day? I don't say, I mean, barely clinging desperately, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, you know, before you start the hormones, which are injections, you have to do birth control. I've never taken birth control in my life. So I ask Ashley, I'm like, okay, I have this. How do I take it? Because it's Wednesday. Do I start on Wednesday or do I start on Monday? Because they're the days. Fair question. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, so I started Wednesday because I have OCD and that's the day it was. <laughs> terrible, so, terrible idea. Um, what I didn't know is it, you know, there's different doses in each one. So for two weeks, it was at least two weeks. I was, I, I thought my head was going to explode. I was 
sick constantly and miserable and very moody yeah <laughs> very very moody and this is like oh you're not into your relationship right so i mean like y'all are like really putting it to the test at this point <laughs> yes yes um I mean, she was very sensitive, and she's not usually sensitive. She was kind of jealous about things that she's not usually... I mean, she was just really off the rails a little bit, and... Yeah. So, it was... Meredith is really feeling those things It was a lot. Yes, it was... I'm glad I'm back to normal now. (laughs) It's just... Okay, so... And we'll put a picture up if they're okay with it, but... Ashley and Crystal, the thing is, you... Crystal, you may not be like considered yourself feminine or whatever but you're so stinking cute like the dimples and she's just so pretty whether she wants to be or not and then you got ashley like the blonde the blue eyes she's so pretty so they're just this adorable couple but one of them is like i'm not girly and the other one's like (laughs) whatever you say so i just want to see crystal in this like emotional sappy role (laughs) Did you cry? I'm so Did you cry sorry. A lot? Um, yes. Wow. And I was just super. I mean, are you usually a crier no. in regular life? No. no. Did no. you feel at all good? Like, wow, it actually felt good to cry that out. No. No. Okay. And I'm sorry. I keep laughing. I have it, this really bad habit of when Crystal shares her trauma, I just laugh, and I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I mean, I laugh about it now. Like in the I'm time, so it was sorry. not. I was like, this is this is miserable. Like I don't like. I'm she like, was I don't know what mad to do with my life. about how much she was crying. So it was a vicious cycle. She'd cry and be mad. She was crying and then cry more and then be mad. And so it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and everything it was just like, logically, I'm like, this is so irrational. I don't understand it. I don't like yeah, it. Exactly. But it happens anyway. It does. Yeah. yeah. So we get through that and, you know, we're like, okay, it's going to be better because I didn't have to take the, the birth control anymore. It's fantastic. But then it was injections um and it was on a schedule twice a day uh in the morning in the evening and i had in her stomach in my stomach yeah oh how long did you have to do injections i did not know that uh it was probably like a month or two a month month. it was a long time to be putting injections in your body she was getting the bruises bruises and everything yeah And so basically, and not to mention, we live out in the middle of nowhere. So it took us about maybe an hour to get, we, she was having to be monitored her blood work every day. So not only was she doing the shots, but she's driving into the clinic every day to have her blood work monitored and the levels and uh, ultrasounds too, I think, to measure the follicles and basically decide like when was going to be the great time you do the trigger shot so that she could schedule the retrieval so that's the other thing is like you have a schedule but it's really kind of dependent on you know yeah whatever your your counts are because they can change it right so there's so many milliliters you have to take up the shot but they can change it the doctor can change it based on the the levels that when they take your blood um and we had it kind of stunk because we did have to drive i did have to drive far so i would drive in before i went to work so I drive to Rockville at like five in the morning Ugh. to go get blood work, to turn around and come back to work. Um, even though there was a facility in Frederick, but they didn't do blood work. So I had to go to Rockville. Um, yeah. It's so, so much. It is. It is. A it lot. is so much. And I mean, you can't miss the schedule, right? Cause if you miss the schedule, then it messes everything up and you have to start the whole process over. So um, it, it was exhausting. And then once you get further down to where you, you, you're producing enough, 
whatever they calculate the I had to take three shots a day so it was like multiple t- I had to take two in the evening and then at the very end it was a trigger shot right before it trigger shot right before um I had to go do the retrieval so we had to time that perfectly because if you did not and you went then it wouldn't be they wouldn't be released it's and then you'd have to start all over again yes <gasps> okay so you timed all of this perfectly you go through all of this stuff can you walk us through a little bit because I have no idea. That's a hundred like. shots, by the way, or more. That's a lot. That you just actually over a hundred shots in a in a month. Yeah, you ever see those pictures people post the IVF with all anything. the shots? I mean, they're not exaggerating. It yeah. is literally that many shots that they like in the canisters. Did y'all yeah. keep your stuff, or did you like want to get rid of it as soon as possible? Um, we kept it for a while just in case we wanted to do anything um, with it. Uh, but then we ended up throwing away. But I mean, I had those those little needle containers i had like two of them just by myself so that it was a lot of shots it was a lot of stuff so can you walk us through now what the retrieval process was like because that's something that i have no idea what that looks like uh yeah so the retrieval process what they told us whenever we went in is like it wouldn't be that bad right it would it you may have some discomfort that day but you would be fine the very next day. We could give you a Tylenol and you'd be good to go. So um, they actually, we had to be there at a certain time. So I think it was like seven, six, seven in the morning. We had to be there to be prepared um, to get ready for for the retrieval. Um, and I had to take, I think it was like a Valium or something to kind of relax you and relax all your muscles. So you take that at a certain time before they do, can do the retrieval. And then you do the retrieval. And what they, obviously I was, they put you under so and it doesn't take very long obviously I don't know how long it seemed like forever to me but she you were was asleep like, but yeah. how do they do it I've always wondered this actually like do they go through your abdomen do they no. go up internally they go, through they your go, vagina they like, go up through your vagina and um what what they do is if they try to basically they send a whole needle up there and try to like suck it out with the needle suck them out with the needle right um which obviously when you're sleeping you have no clue it doesn't feel painful and they're like oh you may just be crampy it'll be fine blah 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 um, but mine, it was, it was that, but they also had to push on my abdomen so that I could, um, so they could get more of the eggs out. Some of them, they couldn't come out. So they had to push really hard on my abdomen. And so the first day after I, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm fine. You know, I, I'm a little sore, but nothing major. But the days after it were terrible. Like I, like if I walked and there was like a dip in the road and I, uh, stepped in that dip, it felt like my body was ripping in half. Ew. So, and Were I'm, you I'm physically bruised, so like on the outside that you can I was see. Oh, okay. No. So, and I and I'm pretty good. I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I'm like, this, this, because they were impressed that I didn't even after the retrieval, I didn't take a Tylenol or anything. I'm like, no, I'm fine. It's it's great. You know, everything's wonderful. But I had to go back to work the next day. Terrible. So obviously, like insurance doesn't play a role in this, but is there like FMLA for any of the parts of this process? Like any kind of like leave? At all in oh, at no. work? Yeah, oh, no. Okay. We live in the United States of America. I know. So, so I, I know. I think the other thing is too is when we did the egg retrieval, we got nineteen, fall nineteen eggs, right? And we were like, "That's great. That's, That's a more lot, than usual, right?" right? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so we were like, "Oh, we're good to go," because in our little pea mines, we're like, "Oh, there's so many eggs that can be fertilized. We're going to have a, an amazing we're going amount to of have chance. nineteen babies." <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. What are they called? The Duggars? Watch out, Duggars. <laughs> you are looking at a TLC show. 
Yeah, so when they were like, oh, we got 19, but then they have to test them to make sure they're viable, which means they have to be a certain size for them to actually be able to fertilize or attempt to fertilize. So that went down to 14. So yeah, this all happened in a five day span. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're like, we're like on eggshells and being really anxious and like wondering, and they're calling us pretty frequently with updates, but yeah. She said eggshells. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No pun intended. <laughs> and, and the other thing to, to, just remind everyone this this whole process isn't something where you're like obviously i said we wanted to have girls because we had boys they can't tell you what you're going to have it really depends on what your eggs create so they were like we can give you a baby but it doesn't mean it's going to be girl we can genetically test them um for other things as well as what what sex they are um so we did do that after they're fertilized after they're fertilized we did do that because my dad is adopted so i wanted to make sure there was no family history that you weren't aware of yes so um we did all this it went down like she said it was like a five-day span it went from 19 to 14 to only nine fertilized and then after nine fertilized there was three that were continuing to grow to a five-day embryo but they were going to give it six to seven days to see if any more we were lucky for any more and we were we got to well we got to six and then the the what it was thinking, like they 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 were like it's not they're not growing anymore so we ended up with four out of those four they did the genetic testing two of them were girls two of them were boys and the boys were abnormal uh, different abnormalities so there was no you know issue there uh, well there was an issue but they were like you can keep them you can try to fertilize with them but there's no guarantee because normally abnormalities would result in a miscarriage mm-hmm. so we're like okay so the universe is like no boys this time anyways yeah, y'all. yeah. So, yeah. so your girls are meant to be here yeah so we um and this was right before covid happened because we were going to get married in april um april of the next year so we were like okay we'll just freeze them and you know we'll we'll pick it up after we're married we'll we'll do the transfer and then COVID happened, so that didn't that didn't. Bom, bom, bom. Yeah, we couldn't get married, so instead we decided to have babies. Yeah, transfer <laughs> uh, a baby. So it's crazy that you went from having 19 eggs, thinking you were about to have the largest litter of children ever, yeah. and it went down to two. Right. And yeah. You, and you have two children now. Like, well, you have more, but you have we both had the two. of those were successful. And I know we're going to get there, but I'm just in my mind. I'm like, holy crap. You started with 19 potential babies, two. Like, that's insane. Like, what are the emotions in that waiting period? I just can't imagine how intense that is. Yeah, we were we were super anxious. I remember Crystal calling me at work and, and giving me updates on, you know, how many we had left. And we were, like, trying to be optimistic. We are like, okay, 14, that's not bad. And then, okay, it was, like, nine. And then it was six. And then it was four. And then, you know, so um, I think towards the end, we were definitely anxious about it and the genetic testing was actually an additional cost and it was pretty hefty cost but we again like crystal said we wanted to be sure and i'm glad but again you know i feel bad for couples who maybe couldn't afford that because then it's a gamble we had four and if we we could have had two failed transfers and each transfer is like five thousand dollars yeah so the one of the transfers during this process was 100 percent covered this time but any additional transfer so if we had four and the first one failed we'd have to pay four four or five grand for the next one 
and so on and so forth. So it wasn't like this is a lump cost for all the ones you have. Like you have to pay additional cost to get that. So, I mean, it was it was super stressful. I mean, because we didn't find out until the very end. I knew we had four or we knew we had four, but we didn't know if they were girls or boys. So we're like, what if they're boys? You know, it's not a big deal. We, st- I mean, as long as we have children. And honestly, we were quite ignorant at the process of like even a baby in a, a, a natural couple like it's really hard for a baby to even survive to, to to become a baby like a lot of things have to happen perfectly yes so we had no idea we're just like you know we're we're normal people so we're just like oh you know you just oh 14 fertilized not not 19 babies but 14 babies yeah. that's fine little yeah. sperm little leg voila poof babies yeah that everything will be fine there's nothing that could go wrong it's great everything will end up being a product of something but it's not so well i just want to say to that you you guys are not ignorant like for people listening who are like oh my gosh how could you have gone through that process without knowing every detail okay well a lot of our clients come in having no idea like no idea what it took for that egg that they're carrying to fertilize and what part of everything that the sperm contributes to so you you know I, it's the same thing no one knows everything about you know, natural conception or IVF conception until you go through it. So now you're like, oh, look at all these things I learned. It's the same for opposite sex, naturally made babies. They're like, oh my God, I had no idea. So I just wanted to say, you're not ignorant. You're just, this is your, have you ever done IVF before? No, I no. think, I think, okay. I think when I say ignorant, I mean, just even, I mean, obviously Ashley had children naturally before me and for them to be successful, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a whole process that without the doctor's insight of how this actually happens, we don't know. Like I do it. I don't, I don't develop children, you know, or, or it was very eye opening. the whole thing. Yeah. Finding out how everything had to be timed perfectly. And even when we got to the transfer, it was the same. Everything had to be timed perfectly um, for us to do that. So, okay. So you had two eggs now and you decided not to get married. You decided to get pregnant instead. So how long? A lot of us do that, by the way. Did you did you freeze eggs at all, or did you go right into transfer, or how did uh, we, that look for we you We did freeze them. So okay. it, they were frozen from, like, November until April, and we couldn't get married because COVID happened, so all of the venues were shut down. Yeah. No one could be there except for, like, 10 people, right? Oh, yeah. So we had, to, we had to cancel that um, or postpone it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we were like, okay, we'll just do the transfer, Um but we even had to wait for that too because the the clinics were closed and they weren't doing they weren't doing treatments and transfers. So we actually had to wait for them to open like post COVID. Yep, we actually did the transfer on May fourth of twenty twenty. So that's my daughter's birthday. Star Wars Day. Yeah, <laughs> may the fourth be with you. It's so it's so like you all are sitting here like oh we have these eggs and. We want to implant them and we're ready to do this thing. And you work so hard to get there. And it's just kind of like when, like, I remember when I went off birth control, which by the way is a nightmare. I agree. Um, <laughs> I, we were trying to get pregnant and it was only a couple of months, but it's like, I got these eggs, get in there, like make the magic happen. And then every month that I bled, I was like failure, you know, like, so you're just like, you're ready. So you all had to also wait just because you did IVF you still were that like parent ready. Like I'm ready to be a parent and you still had to wait. Yeah. We were just, we knew they were frozen waiting for us. So we were just waiting. Yeah. And you know, there's also the anxiety of, uh, and you have to pay for, for them being frozen. So that's like a 
fifty to a hundred dollar cost depending on the wherever they freeze them at. So it's you're you're paying that every month, which isn't a big deal, you know, depending on how long you, you save them. Um, but it's also like, is that going to affect anything? Obviously, all the research shows that it does not. But you don't like as as not scientists, you're like, could it? You yeah. know? And and then at, at the same time, we had the the anxiety of we only have two shots, so it may not work because. I mean, that's just the reality of it. When you, you look at all the statistics, it, it may not happen. Um, luckily, we got fortunate enough that both of them did work out. Um, Have you but, done the statistics for that? I don't think for a long time. I think we did initially because that's I, the doctor crazy, like awesome oh yeah i mean we i mean we've said that we um multiple times we are incredibly lucky for people that have went through ivf to have been successful twice without any hiccups um so uh, again like she said earlier kudos to any woman that goes through it or any family that goes through it because it's even for the man or or it's another woman it's a whole process and it's it's just as stressful for them Mm -hmm. so so um so you guys have two eggs and now it's May 4th, it's time to implant. Did you implant both at once or so I, I start? Did, I did think about it only because I was obsessing over watching like uh, IVF vlogs and like other people's perspectives just so I could have a better understanding and have expectations or realistic expectations. expectations. <laughs> She's not going to stop. It's fine. It does, it's not going to get old. It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, the puns really throw me. Uh. Also, be- before we do the transfer, Ashley had to do her own um, hormonal shots too. So before we could do the transfer, she also had to take shots and uh, right above her butt. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and and, um, and I can't remember the medicine. I had to take oral medicine too. Uh, so it was a whole medicated you, cycle. And so did Crystal's hormonal escapades wear off before yours started? So At we least. got really lucky because we did the, it was October of that year that we did the egg retrieval. And so we decided to freeze them because we were going to wait because I wanted, you know, to look pretty in a wedding dress and not be pregnant. And that was what we decided. Um, so <laughs> as, as, as we were going to get knocked up after the honeymoon, you know, in a fertility clinic. The sexiest place ever to get knocked up. There's lots of porn on But then, unfortunately, I think... There's a lot of porns that start like that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Not, not, no, I don't know if you're familiar, but I'm just, I'm just adding that in. COVID start, what was that, January, I think, was like when things really started to go downhill, so... um, And actually, my hormonal craziness after the egg retrieval, I was basically back to normal, so... Right afterwards? Yeah. Okay. So, after I got all those out of there, I'm like, okay... We're we're fine now. I'm so, good. Yeah. It so. literally was like night and day. Yeah. Yeah. It was it That's was lovely. So awesome. It's like your turn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it was. Yeah. So again, like we're definitely like kudos to the woman who gives herself like because there are some women that do the fresh cycle and they go right into it after the egg retrieval. And I just couldn't imagine giving myself all of those shots and then even going from, you know, basically the stomach and, and the trigger shot. And then you turn around and I had to have those progesterone I think it was the shots for like 10 weeks in my butt and let's let's be clear she would never give herself a shot because she's afraid of needles absolutely not yeah so kudos to women who get like even crystal I was I was impressed that she was giving her own injections because like I just I could not. oh yeah oh I forgot that oh you did it yourself oh that's a lot yeah yeah so but actually did not do her own I did hers 
I, I couldn't she look. She made that clear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. So walk us through a little bit what it was like for you on the day when they did the actual implantation and that process. And after you do that, we'll go to break. And after the break, we'll talk about your pregnancies and your birth. So oh, what was part. that actually like and the feelings behind it all? So um, because COVID did happen, um, no one was allowed in except for her. So I couldn't oh even go with her God. to be in with in the room with her. She couldn't videotape it. She couldn't video call me nothing. She could take a video of it afterwards. Did you know that COVID germs can spread through video calls? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Specifically during IVF yes. yeah, yeah. transfers. So I just had to sit in the parking lot and wait for her. Oh um, my gosh. To, to, yeah, that's true. I forgot. I, yeah, that's true. It was unfortunate that I couldn't go through any of that with her because it is a scary thing, right? And so I did the medicated cycle. So we did birth control for like two weeks. And then I had to start taking the the oral medicine and then it was the shots and then you know they they schedule the transfer like in the middle of your you know cycle so because you're basically just like and it's what is it imitating thank you um a a pregnancy she read your brain she read your mind yeah i saw her eyeballs Um, and so, I mean, the doctors were super nice and you got to go with a full bladder and, and they call you back there and lay you back and basically just, you know, they, they, you have to fill out the paperwork and basically sign your embryo out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we do uh, that for daycare too. So yeah, you just sign them out. Same. Yeah. Great. You sign and, it and yeah, make sure it's And I had same. to sign a document saying that it was okay for her to have my egg. So it wasn't like, they're just like, Oh, you're some random person. Come you can have this egg. I How did it. you sign it if you were in the car? It was a digital, they sent it through email. So the that I oh. sign. Yeah. So you yeah. signed your egg off mm-hmm. while sitting in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. That, well, the COVID germs couldn't spread through the digital signature. Go, gotcha, 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 gotcha. There's only very specific I'm just like, I'm envisioning all through. this. I'm like, this is the most ludicrous yeah. setup. Yeah. I mean, how many people get to say they weren't there for the, you know, <laughs> conception. conception of their child? I mean, <laughs> That's true. Some people get blackout drunk and claim to not be present, but that's not the same. Okay, so I go in the room and uh, I have to sign the the egg out of the freezer or what have you. Um, And they put it up on a screen so that I can see it. And then they basically have like ultrasound thing and they just, uh, you know, guide it, guide it in there. And you can barely see it like in the thing. It's just like a little burst into the thing yeah did it feel weird the day where you're like today's the day i might become i mean it's really hard yeah it's a big thing to choose yeah it is it's a it's a big like you you go into this building not pregnant and then you walk out and you know for you're you're pregnant pregnant. until proven otherwise basically right so 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 when they when they is that vaginally or do they go so they have to go yeah it's like your cervix and then yeah find that's so yeah, and they just find a good place and fill it, and then they check it afterwards. They 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 check the um, catheter thing to make sure that the embryo is like not in there. So you know, oh, <laughs> to make sure it did it, burst out. Yeah, yeah, and that's Gosh. why they do the the mock uh, transfer to make sure that they have the right path to go in. Okay, to know because they the pick right which ovaries too. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's why she had to do the mock transfer before we did the real transfer and yeah it's just like a little catheter that you shoot up there and it's like a little flash of light and like it's like a second and and boom she's in there and there she there she was yeah so then after that 
do you just get up and go or do you have to yeah wait for so a certain yeah of time? You they're just... like you can do light you know it depends so like it some people don't do anything some people are afraid to vacuum because they think the vibrations are gonna you know like make yeah. the embryo fall out which is fair when you're putting that much money time and effort like you want to do absolutely nothing to, to make, make sure, sure it works yeah um but i think when, when obviously we have kids so we just kind of went about our day i think i took it easy yeah, a little I, bit i think but. the only thing that they said that you can't do is have sex like because it could which crystal was real disappointed about yeah <laughs> well you could have had no orgasm sex but what's the point of that what's the point She's like, can you Look have at her sex? Face. She's, She's like, can you have sex with me though? Does this go both ways? This <laughs> yeah. brings me back to my Scientology days in Florida. I was not a Scientologist, but I served a lot of them, and the women were allowed to perform oral sex for the man, but he was not allowed to do so for her in pregnancy. Were you in clear water? Caused da- yes, okay. it caused damage to the baby due to the uterine or um, contractions, but she can silently give him oral pleasure. So basically what we're saying is you could have silently given her oral oh, pleasure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but why though? <laughs> but I, Assuming you chose not to. <laughs> we were, um, we, no we, comment. <laughs> no comment. Please, please strike that from the record. <laughs> I'm not deleting that. So, okay. So you, go you get the baby i mean it's it's crazy because you go through all this work and timing and everything for literally you know like a five minute you know appointment you just go in there and you sign the embryo out and they show it on a screen and and you're like go about your regular life and we'll see if you're pregnant yeah he's like okay well well you know we'll check back in so i think it's 10 days that we followed up uh yeah and they tell you don't take it at home birth um pregnancy test not birth home pregnancy test because it could be inaccurate um ashley did not listen to that yeah i I feel like i would not listen i would probably take one every single day she did yeah i would do the same thing i think it was like starting like day four yeah Yeah. was it super stressful that waiting period Oh yeah, absolutely. I would the four I would, days. Yes, it was absolutely stressful. <laughs> she days. she bugged me for four days, and then she was like, "I'm just gonna do it," and then I'm she did it. it. And luckily, I mean, it did show up that it was a faint line, but it was positive. And then she took one every day yes. until we went back to the fertility clinic for them wow. to do the blood test. Yeah, I would say it was about as stressful as like after the egg retrieval and waiting to find out how many eggs were fertilized. I'd say it's the same. I mean, and it's hard after you do the transfer because you don't know if you're in your head, right? Cause you're like, I feel pregnant, but is it just the medicine? Cause you're still taking mm-hmm. progesterone and the other stuff. So it could just be the medication or you could be in your head or you could be pregnant. And so, you know, it's a, it's an internal battle. You're like, Oh my my boob is slightly sore, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm more tired today or I'm, I, I'm extra cranky. Like, could this be it? Um, but yeah, I made it to four days. I think with Charlotte, I think I did five, but with Olive, it was, Olive showed up. I got a positive pregnancy test on the fourth day. Yeah. Yeah. And the fertility clinic, when they do the blood test, they check the HCG levels and everything. Um, and whenever they called in, once we went back and they did it and they were like, it's positive. But with Charlotte, they were, they were like, your levels are really high. Did you do two? And I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to have twins. What is happening? Uh, Luckily it was just one. Um, but yeah. The egg egg had separated. Do you have advice for couples, like things you wish you had done differently or things that you think you did well in terms of like this waiting period? Like, do you wish you'd like 
plan more? I know you have kids, so that's hard too. And like financially it makes a difference too. But like, did you wish you'd gone like on a trip or like gone out of your day-to-day life to like help with the waiting period? Or did you feel like getting back into the flow of things really helped with that process and nothing's really going to make a difference? I mean, we already, obviously I have two kids from a previous marriage and the one we have all the time. So um, I'm not sure what a vacation is. Yeah. You're like in a dreamland where that's a thing, maybe that would have been nice. Uh, well, yeah. And I, I do think with COVID, COVID really kind of forced us to slow down, honestly. So because and when we first started this, the first January, um, we, we were very ignorant and we were like, okay, yeah, we're going to be pregnant by June. Like, well, there's no reason why we couldn't be pregnant, you know, by June. And so I think we were really humbled the fact that it took like a year and a half. Did yeah. anyone think, I wonder if this virus is going to hit and destroy the entire universe for the next several months? Uh, no. Yeah. That was the other thing. So, you know, obviously before COVID, we were like, it's going to be great. Everything's wonderful. But then when COVID happened, we were all isolated at home and she was, pre- she got pregnant. So we're like, we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. And having two of us and two boys in a house 24 seven was terrible. So you so guys like, have, are we glad we did this? Really I really had know. your relationship tested. And since you guys have been together and that, that is a lot to go through. And yeah. we had to do homeschooling because obviously oh, yeah. they were still yeah. in school. Wow. So it was, it was terrible. Lots of changes. Lots of, lots of changes. So I, think, I think the only other thing back to your question of, of what, we would do differently what i would recommend is not to get on youtube and watch everyone else's ivf journey because it's different for everyone so if you're trying to base it off of someone else it's it's not going to happen i don't think anybody's going to listen to you about that no probably not it's the same for birth right like you can watch birth stories but everyone's birth is different that's a really good point actually good point. yeah she was just really obsessive about it so like you know she would get the highs and be like well they they this is what they're doing but then you know they're seemingly healthy but they weren't successful so we may not be successful yep. so it just gets you in your head and i mean yeah. i'm not saying you can't watch them just i guess don't put a lot of weight into it because it, it's different for everyone and on that note now that you are in the point of your story where you are pregnant we're gonna go to a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about your pregnancies and birth stories let's go to break my favorite part it's my favorite cue the music <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, the sponsor for today's podcast is us. We've been using the same Patreon ad for a really long time, so we figured we might as well make a new one. Is that a shout out? I know, for all of our patrons that we we love and know we're so grateful to have you as patrons of our podcast. We we don't deserve you. Thank you for letting us fail you for four years. We've really been failing. But now we're going to get back on track. There's three levels that you can join up if you would like to support our podcast. And once again, for all of our patrons. No matter what our output is, though, I do think we'll do better this time. And for all of our patrons, we still have. We love you and appreciate you. So much. Words can even describe. Thank you for your patience. Desperately in love with you. And all we have to say is cheers. Cheers. You're not giving up on us. Welcome back from that delightful break. Wasn't that delightful? So delightful. Short and sweet. (laughs) So instead of chatting, I just want to dive right in. Like a muff. Thank you. (laughs) We just... Or we just forced her to say that. I feel terrible. I'm really well, I mean, happy. Let's, I'm I mean, really happy people, about the fact. Some, some people really enjoyed the whole muff diving situation. So. I'm so I know. That's why we say it. I know. the fact that we just got a same-sex couple to say dive in like a muff. <laughs> listen, very listen. Happy. My wife is new. 
She's like, what are you even talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen a muffin in my entire wide life. <laughs> we're gonna She's like, find, what is that? We're going to find out before that you have seen a muff. Um, later, we're going to find that out. Um, okay, so yeah, let's let's just like talk about your pregnancy. Uh, okay, so I get the positive pregnancy test, and you know we're like really ecstatic that it uh, that it took. And unfortunately, like you still have to take the shots, so you're taking you're still taking shots twice a day in your butt, you know, while being is it progesterone shots? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You do that until like 36 weeks, or no? I think until we got discharged, I thought it was 10, 10 weeks. Um, like when the when the placenta starts to take over all the hormones, you should be coming off of that. Yeah. Right? So like we're still being monitored, still have to go do your blood work like three three times. Right I now think. we're talking about your first baby, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the same for the for, IVF was the both. same. Yeah. yeah the both. same process is the same. You still have to take the shots. Um, okay. With Charlotte, though, she had shots and progesterone suppositories to put okay. in her vagina as well the suppositories so. were terrible because everything turns uh. blue so if you want to keep your underwear and you have to do those they're blue like the discharge would be blue. oh yeah. wow very interesting that's something new i've never seen blue discharge yeah. before yeah me either until that time and were you that, like that sucked a, there's a smurf situation going yes. on well you know after the 14 days and they clear you to like be sexually active and then you're like having blue discharge i'm like well that's not attractive did you eat a smurf <laughs> no and, and to also it they are, are they not like pleasant smelling either oh yeah no it doesn't are they like smell trolls good. they make you feel happy and she was not happy no i was I so was, it smells bad and it's blue yeah yeah luckily i didn't have to do it with all of our second time and i was really thankful for that but was it, I wanted to ask earlier too, was it harder going into the second one knowing what to expect because it's such an intense process or did it no. feel good to know what was going on? It was, it was much easier because I didn't have to do it. This is Crystal. Yes. Oh, that's it. right. You didn't have to go through all that again because you already had your eggs. I, I, I will be the first to tell you I was the worst part of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you 100%. Oh, yeah. So now you've gone through all this work, all of this stuff, all this waiting, and now you finish all that stuff, and, and you still have to gestate. And now you're just released, and it's like, go be pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got discharged, and so um, obviously discharged. that that <laughs> the puns. <laughs> so many puns were so punny. Oh, God. <laughs> so then it was like you know you you get released to your care and so we had that discussion and I was pretty adamant that I wanted to have an out of hospital birth uh, and that's only because I did not have a pleasant with the boys they were they were not pleasant experiences in the hospital had you all talked about this before yeah. you were pregnant I can't remember I know I asked you this before so you knew going into this whole thing that you were looking at the possibility of an out of hospital birth um, I was it was a conversation for a bit because I'm like I feel like a hospital is much safer because they right. have all the stuff there and I'm pretty like, I would rather be safer. Yeah. Um, so it, it took a bit, but then at the I end had of to the, convince her yeah. basically. And at the end of it, I'm, I'm not delivering the baby. Right. So I was like, we'll give it a shot to go to the birth center and talk and see how that goes. I, to that group of liars. Yeah. We'll get into that. We all lied to you. Right Good to your lies. face. Right to my face. Right every to time you. I ask questions, every lies. time. Absolute lie. <laughs> so you, so how many weeks were you when you go to premiere and you did you meet Kim first? 
How did that all work? Yeah, I think we went pretty early with 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 Charlotte. So um, you guys actually saw us pretty early, I think. So which is interesting because in traditional OBGYN, they don't see you at all. You know, they you, you tell them they're pregnant and you're like, OK, well, you'll come back when you're like 15 weeks. And when you're in labor, walk in and we'll take care of you. Yeah, which is insane to me. So I was really thankful that we got seen early and got to develop those relationships. And I think at the time it was Kim and, and Jen and we just alternated between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were silently fighting over who was going to be there for your birth. I'll tell you from the beginning, I walked out and I was like, well, they're obviously my couple. And she was like, yeah, f- try again. And, then we, and so, and both of us are so aggressive. We were like, all right, we'll, we'll just see. May the best midwife win. She won spoiler alert, but go on. <laughs> well, it was, yeah. I mean, who, sh- Charlotte won really. Yeah. Uh, um, and Crystal had a lot of anxiety like she was talking about. And so, you know, because it's not very planned, you just, who knows when you're going to go into labor and how that was going to play out. Um, yeah, but we did the class that was recommended um, from, from you. And um, she was great, you know, told us Liz, all this thing. We, yeah, yeah, we had paperwork and we went through, <laughs> we went through all of the stuff, took notes, wrote everything down. She's like, okay, you know, whenever it's six to 10 minutes, head to Winchester, it'll be great. Okay, cool. Uh, whenever it's, you know, what was it? F- three, th- four, minutes, yeah, four minutes, go to the hospital. Um, we skipped all of that. It was well, yeah, just, there so was we none did, of that. We did have a plan. So I think we did going, have a plan. Ha- doing the birth class and everything and like, and having the kids and we, we did have a solid plan. We were going to drop the kids off at my dad's and then go to premiere and then, you know, hang out and labor and it was going to be a great time. And we told her, you know, there's, we'll have plenty of time. You'll lose the mucus plug. And, you know, I've been through this, so yep, it's that's what fine. She I reassured her it would be that's fine. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My first child and, uh, like the whole live birth and everything. And she's like, it's going to be fine. I've done this two times. I'm a seen- seasoned professional. It's great. I'm like, okay. So was waiting to go into labor with this baby different or more stressful than your other pregnancies that you did not get pregnant by IVF or... Uh, yeah. Well, every pregnancy is different. You Mm -hmm. don't really know what to expect. And she was my third. So, you know, they're kind of a wild card. So my first pregnancy, it was like 21 hours of labor and he was nine pounds, nine ounces. And he took forever to come out. And then, um, my second son, he was induced because my water partially broke and my OBGYN made me cry and basically told me, I should have told her because of the risk of infection and we only had like 12 hours to get him out or what have you. So or he could also just die. Yeah. And I was younger, like in my twenties and, you know, believed her. And so that was not a super fun birth. Um, and, and to be clear, when she says the third is a wild card, we did not know that until we got the wild card because we had talked to the midwives multiple times and her Kim. and she was like me. Oh, no, you know, pregnancy doesn't happen that fast. You know, when you watch shows, it's like within minutes. And they're like, no, it takes hours. Because I'm like, what if you're driving and you're in labor? And she's like, no, that would never happen. Crystal, don't be ridiculous. That would never. Literally for months, I looked in your eyes and said, Crystal, that is not going to happen. It's not like that in real life. What if a dystocia happens? Oh, come on. This is the third. This is her third baby. and, And it's not a big deal. What if she's pushing like in the car? That's not going to happen. I literally lied to you 
four months for months and to be fair the pregnancy was pretty normal i didn't have any like issues i passed my glucose like with with charlotte everything Mm -hmm. i measured spot on like we didn't have any any concerns she was not stressed at all she thought this was going to be a breeze because you were so chill yeah i mean her her you know the second one she had he he was like nine or ten at the time so you know you forget nine years ago so she's like, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Everything's going to be easy. It's going to be a breeze. I would just like to say my favorite thing on this episode, which you can't see, is the way Crystal's just staring at Kim with like deep like shade in her eyes, just like throwing <laughs> so much shade with everything they're saying right now. It's bringing me so much joy. I have used, I'm used to the Crystal glare at this point. I could say the sky is blue and she's like, fuck you. You're a liar. Like. <laughs> It doesn't matter what I say. It holds no weight anymore. (laughs) So how many weeks were you when you actually went into labor? Because I know for other people who have went through IVF, if you're going through like the hospital route, there's often a lot of times there's pressure for induction by a certain week. And there is. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, people who do IVF who end up getting induced. At like 39 weeks. Because out of fear. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And actually, that's what happened with Olive. Um, They induced. But. That's different. Oh, that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. So I'll stay on track with Charlotte. So Charlotte that you said you had been measuring with Charlotte, you measured appropriately the whole time, which is that's going to be a part of our second birth story. But okay, so (laughs) go ahead. Um, So it was like, like it was, yeah, it was a little after 40 weeks, but yeah, like three, three or four days, which was normal um, because my other two kids, they didn't come before their birth date either estimated due dates either so I was like oh it's fine you know um and so I think it was like five o'clock in the evening I went to the bathroom and my mucus plug had come out and I was like oh you know okay cool look at that we got like today or three weeks from now yeah I'm like cool we got like a week maybe you know that's exactly what she said now before all this I did download an app on my phone to do contraction timing just in case Mm mm-hmm which gives you instructions. It does, yes. The baby is coming out. <laughs> Put your hands out to receive. <laughs> and, and and like I said, we had the, the document or, you know, our written notes from, from Liz's class of, okay, so we had all that and we're like, okay, this is the time. And I'm like, okay, if it's three to four minutes, like we have to be at the hospital or we'll be at the birth, birth center. center. Um, yeah. So how far away did you live? We're an hour. We're an hour away from the birth Holy center. Holy shit balls, Batman. So yeah. you went to the bathroom. You, mu- you noticed your mucus plug, but yeah. no contractions. Right. No, nothing. nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. You know, you got, got some time. And then um, I, obviously I'm super pregnant and going to the bathroom multiple times in, in the evening, er, you know, throughout the night. So I get up and then I have my bloody show and I'm like, okay, cool. So not a week, maybe 24 hours. This was at like 3 a.m. Yeah. But still no still contractions. Still no contractions. Well, I'm like, man, my back hurts. Oh. Um, you know? Like, I'm sleeping during this time. And so I'm just doing this one around. Like, this is definitely a contraction. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. with No, with she was Parker, crampy. Right. That's it. Right. Just I, some, yeah. Some it was just like my back, like I couldn't get comfortable in bed. So I never had back labor before. So I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and unfortunately, like with Landon, I never went into labor because they induced me. And then I had the epidural, so I didn't feel any of that, right? So I only really had Parker to go off of, and he's 15. <laughs> um, so it was a while ago. <laughs> 
Um, Pregnancy hormones plus time equals absolutely no memory. No clue. Yeah. So I'm laying in bed and I'm like grunting and I'm like, you know, and I I end up waking Crystal up because I'm uncomfortable. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, really crampy or, you know, my back hurts. And she's like, are you in labor? Because that's how Crystal is any time. Are you in labor? What's going on? I'm like, well, I did have my bloody show. She's like, what? You know, like, let's go downstairs. Let me get out my list and see where that falls on the time map. <laughs> yeah, we basically. I was like, well, we have this pregnancy ball downstairs. And they were like, you know, roll on that a little bit and see how, how it goes or whatever. So we get downstairs and I have my app up on my phone. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to time this from the sounds that she's making. Cause she's like, I'm not having contractions. I'm like, okay, these sounds let's, yeah. let's click let's it. Time the sounds then fine. That's yeah. fine. So I'm walking down and, and like, it's every like couple minutes and I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. So she gets on the ball for a little bit. And then we called, I called, uh, Emily was our doula, right? Yeah. Well, oh, we, Emily, called yeah. Jen, we called Jen first, I think. And because I, yeah. I, at she the did house, and I'm calm, cool, and collected. And so, yeah, Jen's so Jen's like, like, cool, you got she's time. She's like, you have time. Because, you know, I'm like, it's fine. It's just a little bit of pain. Yeah, it's she's not like. anything terrible. She's like, just head up this way. We'll just okay. head up that way to be to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My app says differently, but that's fine. What did your apps? So when, so when Jen and Ashley were just like, everything is beautiful, what did your app say? Um, it said it was not beautiful and we were not going to make it and and also abort plan yeah yeah so she's still making these noises she goes to the bathroom i i I call emily to let her know like hey we're going to be heading to the hospital and ashley's making these sounds and then she goes to the bathroom and i'm like i have to get the boys up because they're sleeping and she told them she also lied to them she's like you guys can sleep in the car it's going to be fine they could most quiet ride of your life they could not sleep in the car okay so um we get all this stuff together and, and I get the boys in the car and I get, you know, all the, our bag that we need, we have packed and I'm like, okay, we got to go. And, and what time is it now? It's like three thirty. Oh God. Oh God. It's all that happened minutes. in 30 minutes. She doesn't fuck around. No. no. It all, like I, when we literally say it happened so fast, yeah. like everything happened. I, I think I woke up to the first bloody show at like two something. And then I rolled around in bed for like an hour and I'm like, man, like the pain's not going away. And then we went down the stairs. It's like three. And then, so like three 30, we're getting ready to go. We have the boys and I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom before we leave. And at then she's like, you know, are you, are you sure you're like, that sounded like your water broke. And I'm like, no, I'm just peeing, you know? And then I stood I up had, and had a lot to drink. And then I stood up and um, there was meconium in the, like, obviously it was not pee. Yeah. And then we, we, we did a load of laundry and she's like, well, now my underwear was wet. I got to change them. So she's going to dig through the, the, Oh, the dryer. God. And I'm like, we got to go. Like, Let's I'll go. put us down in the damn car. <laughs> so yeah. my water's broke and I'm like, but my underwear is wet and I need to change it. So I'm like, we got to go. We got my no water keeps breaking. So I've changed my underwear like three times yeah. at this point because <laughs> Crystal, were you just like dancing around her? Like, let's go. She's like, like yelling. Sheet, She's like, like, we have to go. Get in the car. I'm like, I have towels. I'll put a towel down. It's fu- like, we have to go because I don't know how to deliver a baby. So we got to go. Um, and this is a bad side for, for me. I, I did not put gas in the car because I thought <laughs> rookie so mistakes yeah. to be a theme of the day. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really thought that uh, we had more time because that's what she told me and everyone told me, Kim. 
I lied and said you had all the time in the world. I'm sorry. You did, I did record, do that. Usually those apps lie and we're right, but I mean, not, not living yeah, definitely should have filled up the tank. So I had to stop and put a little bit of gas in. Um, so you zoom so off. I'm literally, I would say I'm probably in transition at this point. For like, sure. Like after my water breaks, it's like zero to 60 real yeah. quick. Like and I, the boys are in the backseat. Not sleeping are. in the backseat. They have headphones in. And they how old are hear. they at this moment? Uh, what? So it was three like years ago, so like 12, 11 and... Like 11, 12, and, and eight. 8 and 9. Okay, and they got their little headphones on. Mm-hmm. You're in the front. Yes. And yes. you're zooming to the gas station because... And I still trusted I, her providers who lied to her. Yeah. And I'm making like primal sounds. It was terrible. And like holding on to the, you know, the old shit handle in the car, like just trying to pull up because the pressure is mm-hmm. like. So the baby terrible. is coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're yelling. And because it, it sounded like when you told the story that you were like literally just like. It all happened in like 30 minutes. I literally yeah. just talked to Jen 30 minutes ago and was like, everything's fine. Yeah. So we're talking to Jen in the car and it, I'm in the point, I'm at the point of my labor where I can't talk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So and I just throw my phone at Crystal. Yeah. And Jen and was like, turn on the, the heat, I guess, to, to slow it down. So I did that and I'm like talking to her, trying to be like, she's, calm down. She's got Jen on the phone. She's got Emily on so the you, phone. Emily's she's got on my your phone, sister. Crystal, right? Yeah. And then Jen's like on three, your phone. So I have like, Two phones and, and you're I'm driving. driving as you drive. It, this sounds illegal. At any point, did anybody be like, "Just pull over. We're coming to you." Because well, you well, Jen, Jen did. She's like, "I'm gonna follow you." No, before that, she's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "We're on 522." And she's like, "Where?" And I'm. She's like, "Do you have an iPhone?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "Because you know you can share your location as you're driving." Yeah, and I'm like, "No." And she can't do anything, right? And, and she's boys, pushing a baby out of her yeah, body. The, the boys are mortified. Yeah. absolutely traumatized oh absolutely we yeah. still hear they about s- it they still give me crap to stay <laughs> for it so i'm like okay we'll just i'll drive as fast as i can and hopefully we don't get pulled over so that's basically until we got happened. into town and then she's stopping at stop signs i didn't know the traffic oh. rules in <laughs> pregnancy you didn't know they change when someone's pushing a baby out no and no. luckily i, had I literally on, yelled at her and i'm did. like do not stop yeah and, and jen was on the phone and she's like yeah don't stop just go through them if, if a cop gets behind you just follow they'll follow you to so the ashley's like don't stop and jen's like don't stop keep going and emily's like what's going on over there well and by this time i'm not everybody. talking to emily i'm i'm texting her sister because her sister was also coming to the birth oh holy yeah. crap <laughs> so, so i was trying to get her to get there yeah and then i think jen was like i need you to feel down there and see what's going on and so i'm like what you know down this where is, this what are is you talking new about? to me right i have never had an out of hospital birth before i never felt down there before with the boys and so she's like I need to know where you are basically like so I feel down there and I'm like I don't know it feels like there's a jellyfish coming out of me yeah and she's like I wish you could feel this I'm like I'm driving and on the phone reach over reach over also hard pass (laughs) yeah no thank you no thank you (laughs) yeah that was wild that was wild so that was between a contraction yeah. So then the and the then bag my water was probably a little squishy then. Yeah, and it broke in the car, broke oh, in the front yeah. seat again, all over the place. Yeah, it was like swishing around. Oh. Down there. Oh. I mean, and of and, course and, it's got meconium in it, so it's not pretty water. It's no. like nasty water. Has your car recovered? We sold it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we tried to clean it, and, and then we sold it, but um, that, ten out that, of ten, not recommend. <laughs> so at this point, I wonder if that showed up on the Carfax report. Yeah. Rom, while speeding. So when you re- when Jen's like, where I need to know where you are, and you feel down. Where are you? In location. What you're in town. 
we're maybe like five, ten minutes away at this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and she did great um, walking us through it in the car, being like having telling her what to do, like calm yeah. down, breathe, like trying to slow it down. So um, because honestly, if not, she probably would have had her in the car. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, anytime I had a contraction, I was basically pulling on that handle, like and pulling myself the, oh, up. Shit bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I like anyone transitioning in the car like when we had Olive I'm like that's my one goal is to not labor in the that car because it is so awful and after I told you it wouldn't happen and promised Crystal this wouldn't happen then the worst case scenario is literally oh happening. yeah it's literally like we it was close yeah. to having her in the car I yeah mean, and I'm like this is why this is why so oh this she, is why I said we should go to the hospital and be induced well, I mean, Jen even the, said that even at the hospital, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have made it. So no, it you would not have made it. No, but yeah. I'm just like all of you lied to me. I was prepared, <laughs> and I, I, I told you guys, and you, and everyone's like, no, birth takes forever. In our defense, technically, your child lied to you. <laughs> she did. Yeah, so birth she also had toes. to call my dad and have my dad come meet at the birth center because obviously we weren't making it to the house. Um, so we pull up to the birth center and like Jen's like right behind us and it's my dad getting the boys and then my sister comes to help me and like and I'm, I'm there also helping her. So um, there like, they have. So like you a, did stay then? You didn't drive away? I didn't. No, <laughs> she didn't sit in the car. You didn't. I, didn't, I did not. I'm out. So I mean, she couldn't walk. So it, it was me and her sister helping walk her in with like our arms around her and her arms around our necks and, and trying and like to- during a contraction, I would just dead weight myself. Like yeah. it was like, st- I had to stop. And so like we, I don't even think we made it to the suite. It was like in that first room. Yeah. You were in the prenatal the bed, room. She pulled the Murphy the, bed down, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so they pull my pants down and you know, she's crowning. She's, she's here. Um, so at that point it's like Four fifteen, I think. Oh my gosh, um, so fast! And so I just crawl onto the bed, and then I'm stuck on all on, fours, yeah, on all and fours. and that's my position. Like, did and, they get your pants all the way down, or are you just uh, like, uh, no, we, them, like, we got them all, we got them all the way down and, and off. Um, and and she tried for a while, and and Charlotte's head did come out, but she had shoulder dystocia, uh. so like Jen was trying to put her in different positions, and I, obviously you guys know, but uh. You know, Ashley's like, I am like when she's giving her directions to put her leg up or ever, whatever. Uh, Ashley's like, I am. And I'm like, you're not moving. Like a woman in labor is like a statue. They yeah. are not moving. They are very much a statue. You have to move their body for them. Sometimes. In their mind, they're like plieing or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, you haven't moved in exactly 43 seconds. Yeah, at all. it was truly like an out of body experience. I mm-hmm. feel at that point, because not only did I have this. She ended up being nine pounds, 12 ounces. Oh, wow. So I had this nine pound baby coming out of me, you know, uh, naturally. But then Jen had to shove her entire hand up there as well yep. to try and move the baby, which I also felt all of that. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, she asked for oil. There was no oil. <laughs> there was. That was a whole thing. Like, so the whole during the whole labor. <laughs> There's no oil. The Arctic oil I'm just was begging. in the actual birth room upstairs. I'm just begging for oil because I read that was like, that was helpful. And oh, I'm like, you? I'm like, do you have oil? Like, is there, because I'm having the ring of Please, fire. Please, could you burning. lubricate your hand before you shove well, it into my vagina? That, that, that was just her like, head. There's no, there's no oil. Inside my baby shoulders. Yeah, that was that was just Charlotte's head, and she was like, "Do you have oil? Can you put oil on it? It burns. Can you put oil in?" Jen's like, "There is no oil." And she's There's like, no oil. 
can you do something? Kim told me there was oil. <laughs> she she's just lying all the time. A damn liar. Well, she she didn't quite lie because there, there was oil. There is oil. It was just upstairs. Upstairs, and right? You were in an emergent situation that didn't allow her to remove her hands and walk up the stairs and then come back down. Listen, so then, when so you're in labor and you're you know in so much pain, I I was I was not. So so here's the other piece of it. Um, when her head came out, so Jen, uh, not Jen, I'm sorry, Kim or someone lied to me and said that birth is beautiful. It is not beautiful. <laughs> I looked and it was <laughs> not lovely. Okay. okay. Yeah. She, your daughter didn't look like a blossoming lotus flower emerging into the no, world. No, she did not. No. <laughs> um, it is not beautiful. But because she got stuck, like her sister was there with the birth and Jen was like, can you open these gloves for us? Because Jen needed another glove to put her hand up there. And her sister actually opened it up and put the gloves on herself. Oh, no. <laughs> Did Jen just, like, take her hand at that point and just put it? No, no. She, she, she just was like, okay. I forgot that. She was just like, okay. And then I she will just put had these to, gloves you, on and watch you work. <laughs> There's my sister at the bed, you know, like, ready to go. With these gloves, gloves that are too big for her hands on. At that point, everybody was losing their shit. <laughs> I mean, Jen did great. She did not. She stayed. Yeah. She cool was and calm the entire cool time. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, Jen did come in clutch because none of us were, you know. <laughs> so she resolved that dystocia. Okay, hold on. She's one glove. Mm-hmm. Your sister has one glove. Yeah. Your, Crystal's like, the fuck is going on right now? That is the worst thing I've ever seen. Because like, you're yelling for oil. Crystal's so, like, I fucking hate all of you. Just for the yeah. record, this is stupid. Yeah. So, then ha- so then how did she come out? They were, she, they were like, you have to move. So I, during a contraction, I, I flipped over, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. And as soon as I flipped over, she, she came out. Okay. Yeah, Jen was able to like maneuver her out. Because Charlotte yeah. also, not only did she have the shoulder dystocia, her umbilical cord was like wrapped around her like a sash. So oh. like, she was stuck. Yeah, yeah, she was stuck. She did not want to leave your womb. Yeah, yeah. She's and then, like, you paid 30 grand to get me in here, and I am not coming out. <laughs> so I need, I need 30 grand to get this out. This is the most expensive hotel of all time. truth yeah so uh crystal's like scared because she's not breathing yet you know and that's right because she did not cry or breathe when she came out correct yeah so i just um took her and i had to do mouth to mouth with her until jen got the mask out and my sister called the 911 so the emts came how long did it take do you know it was like a minute or two um, because Jen had to get change the the thing that goes over the nose for the smaller the mask yeah yeah. the mask for the smaller babies so right now there's a lot of talk about like I keep seeing these posts because some moms prefer to do this actually just happened yesterday prefer to do their own like puffs of air some midwives do they do it with their mouth or some use a bag and some people are like you cannot ask a mom to do this it's traumatizing so how did you feel like did you feel totally fine doing that for charlotte uh yeah i was at that point i was just doing whatever i needed to do to make sure she was okay i remember her coming out and being like where's my baby and then she grabbed her and i put my hand on her chest and i felt her heart racing so i like i knew she was gonna be okay oh whereas like megan and and crystal were looking on the sidelines like you're holding like a blue lifeless baby in yeah your oh my and god thank that's terrifying for, uh intact cords because she was still getting oxygen right which you know I, but you don't think about that in the exactly moment. You're just yeah like, this you, baby needs to breathe so you that's so cool that you reached down and you were like she's fine 
I'm just going to help her. Meanwhile, yeah. once again, I mean, Crystal's I was like, this is dumb. After you're, you're I pushed her out, I was really calm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was She was much better after she was out and the burning stopped and the pain stopped. Well, your yeah. hormones just completely take over at that point. And you're uh, like... Oh, yeah. On cloud nine. Yeah, so I, I think she was fine. Obviously, we're sitting on the sidelines. We can't feel anything. We're not... I mean, internally, we're freaking out. You can't tell. Um, but she was like, she's fine. Because I asked her afterwards, I'm like, "How? why were you not freaking out? Right. right. And she's like, I felt her heartbeat. Like, it, it was fine. Um, and it was only like a couple puffs she had to give her because then mm-hmm. Jen got the mask. Um, and Jen was able to get her breathing by the time the paramedics got there. They didn't yeah. have to do anything. They basically just left. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty that much. Is so intense. The opposite of what we all promised. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the whole opposite. thing was like two and a half hours. So I think she was born at four forty-one. So, um, yeah, it was. I do apologize again for all the lying that did go into. Play. And we were really disappointed <laughs> that you weren't there. You know, we wanted you to be there, which is when we decided to have another baby. We're like, I don't care where Kim is. We're just gonna go. Let's go find that liar let's right go, now. <laughs> let's go yeah. where Kim is. It was, yeah, Ashley was like. I, I had Jen. She did great, but I want to, you know, experience Kim and all of her energy. <laughs> all of that energy. All of that yeah. lying. And yeah. yet, here we are. So now this bit, that baby is how old now? She'll be three in January. Okay. And yeah. so she was around two, two and some when you decided to go through this whole thing again. Yeah, I'm I'm not right in the head. I <laughs> I mean, so, sometimes I don't punishment. know what I was thinking, but, uh, you know, we were paying for the storage fee and we wanted Charlotte to have a younger sibling, someone to like grow up and play with because the boys are older. So they don't care to play with her. No. She, think, she just annoys them. I think it's so cool that and I'm sure a lot of people have oh. said this before that like physically speaking, this baby and her are the same age embryo wise yeah but they're three years they're like fraternal twins almost but yeah just three years apart yeah it's so cool which is wild it is really wild yeah so crazy. it's hard to and wrap they're your brain so around di- and they're so different too which is yeah. insane because yeah. you know it's like the same egg and the same donor but they are so different yep. yeah like even like physical wise like they look alike but charlotte came out she had dark hair her eyes were real dark i thought they were gonna like they were so dark i thought they would end up being green um and then olive came out and she was blonde from the get-go and she had blue eyes so crazy it is crazy so So i don't want to like rush you guys but i have to rush you oh i only have exactly 20 minutes so So, yeah so you go through the whole process again except not you because your part was done no it was really so like it was really all me i was the one that was like hey i want to have another baby and you don't have to do anything i can just have this baby myself really and And you fell for that i I still had to sign off on it okay that was that was all she had to do was just sign a document and i'm like everything else is all me yes you know so i did the birth control and I did the shots and I did the transfer and pregnancy um, the pregnancy and I found I knew I wanted Kim like right off the bat I I was there though so it's not like she was completely alone so you watched basically yeah (laughs) I gave the shots oh good cheerleader yep and so then you found Kim at Linden Tree Uh, yeah I just yeah because we're friends on Facebook and I I remember reaching out to her just being like hey I want you out I I know the birth plan is a joke now. Like you can mm-hmm. have a plan, but that doesn't mean anything. So all I really want is for Kim to be there, preferably a water birth if that we can swing shit. it. <laughs> and yeah. And to not labor in the car. Okay. Um, so, then, so the whole, but the whole forward. pregnancy, I was like, Crystal, 
Remember that time I lied to you? I'm not going to do that again. You could possibly have a baby on the side of the road. You could be in Walmart. Tell me your worst fears so that I can tell you that they are completely valid and that they could occur and I don't want to lie again. Yeah, she yeah. definitely learned from her mistakes. I did. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have a feeling, though, that we're going to find out you lied some more. Well, unfortunately, I, I think it started to be about 20 weeks in. I started measuring a couple weeks ahead. Okay. And Which you had like, not done. You did not do that with Charlotte. Correct. And we know with IVF, there's no way that your dates are wrong. Yeah, we knew exactly when I conceived. So yes. it's not it's like... possible. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, maybe it's just a growth spurt. Like, we'll just keep monitoring and see how it goes. And so for a while, it was two weeks. And then it was three weeks. And then it was four weeks. And just a friendly reminder, your your third baby was nine twelve, and yeah. you measured spot on. Correct. Yeah. Right. And so one. And so as a rule, if you measure more than two centimeters ahead, twice, like if it starts to grow, then we have to say, hey, why don't you do an ultrasound just to make sure that there's maybe you have too much fluid, maybe this is going on, maybe that's going on. So we started the process of sending you. For an ultrasound. Yeah, I did get Thinking, the growth scan. no big deal. It was to check the amniotic fluid, too, because yep, yep. I know you had mentioned that it felt like there was a lot of fluid in yeah, there. Yeah, it did. Um, so we did, the, we did the growth scan. They said that the fluid was normal, which I still think there was a lot in there. Yeah, it uh, sounds like there was when you... It's one of the most misdiagnosed things. Either. Yeah. I mean, the technology is cool, but I don't think that was accurate. Yeah. Um, And then Olive was measuring. It was between three and four weeks ahead on the ultrasound. So. Right. And so then I was like, listen, measuring ahead fundal height wise. Fine. But if they're telling us that this baby, you you were at that point, you were what? Thirty four weeks. Yeah. And you were measuring 37 weeks or yes. 38 weeks. And I was like, no, this is a giant baby. For, for reference, w- when I had to transfer care, the OBGYN, I, I went for my 38 week appointment. I was, I was 38 weeks and I was measuring at 44 weeks. That's insane. Yeah. And so immediately Crystal's like, what's well, happening? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, because they're um, obviously we're at more at risk of shoulder dystocia. If she was nine twelve. Uh, our last was nine twelve, and if this baby is going right. to be ten pounds, um, which we didn't know all of the risks of shoulder dystocia either. You know, there could be um, nerve damage. Mm-hmm. There could even be some like brain delay, like hypoxia if yeah. it takes forever. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't know all that until we went for our our um, anatomy scan at the thirty eight weeks. Um, and, and, you know, the doctor was like, you know, you can, we can say that she's measuring, but it could be wrong. She could be seven, uh, measuring at seven pounds or nine pounds. We're not real sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and, sometimes, and that was at like 30, 35 weeks or something. No, it was like 38. Oh, 38 weeks. This so. was towards the end. Yeah, this was okay. the last scan in Ninova. You, okay. You transferred me out there. And so we sent, we sent them to Dr. McLaren, right? Yeah. MFM who's amazing. And then I knew that if things, if she was measuring this far ahead, we were going to talk about transfer for induction. And he, and he did the whole scan. He was great. Yeah. Super. And like super in depth. It was cool. I've never seen a scan that in depth before. Right. I mean, the conclusion was, yes, you are absolutely measuring ahead and you should probably absolutely be induced. Right. Yeah. But he was like, you could, you know, it's, it's, it was a gamble. We could continue 
the care with the midwife because sometimes babies will slow down their growth and sometimes they increase their growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and that wasn't a gamble that we could take. So obviously we had to transfer care out of, um, the yeah and i was it was a very hard decision it was was very hard for you guys it was but i was proud of you both like super proud because it was like i could have said to you and i did i'm not really worried about it's not that i don't worry about dystocia but dystocia is something that i teach and that i feel comfortable with what i was worried about is another birth experience like the one with charlotte while Jen handled it fantastically, the thought of you all racing to get to the center before the baby's head, like, I was like, we, you can't do that again. Right. You can't do that again. And Crystal was like, no, literally, I can't do that again. I'm not going to do that again. And then yeah. you also. Yeah. Well, you guys had also technically talked about staying in town this time, right? We like, had plans. We were looking at Airbnbs. And yeah. we were like, we're just going to stay in town, like, close to the due date yeah. or, like, any inkling of it coming like if I lost my mucus plug we're going right there wasn't going to be any like oh I have a week or I have you know 48 hours like we did have a plan we talked about every possible scenario for this birth minus an 11 pound baby correct we actually had talked about a natural induction too and Kim was like well I can break your water and that's pretty much it but that also doesn't guarantee that you know, labor is going to jumpstart either. Right. And then that comes with all the risks that go with breaking your water before you're in labor or when you're, so there was just, yeah. there was risks to everything, hopefuls to everything. So ultimately you guys decided you were going to transfer for a medical induction. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Dr. McLaren said that it, that he would, it was up to us, but he would recommend it because she was already measuring so far yeah. ahead mm-hmm. that she would probably be like 10 pounds. And obviously at nine twelve, Charlotte was stuck. So we, we were like, she's probably going to get like, stuck. Oh my gosh. We don't want to do that. So we actually got if she goes on time. Yeah. If she goes on time. Cause she, he's like, I don't recommend you going after 40 weeks. Yeah. Because she's going to be huge. So we actually got. And induced. that comes with risks of C-section. And that yeah. was my other hard no was I absolutely did not want a C-section. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew if I waited until she was too big, not that I couldn't push her out, but I know that that makes the risks higher of having to have a C-section. So um, then you all met, you went to meet because I was like, oh, immediately Dr. Hashimi, like can her group, Tracy yeah. and all them, can they help? Which they did. So you all then went and met. Yeah, I, I met the midwife there and they were all super nice. And it was so great that they could take us in last minute, honestly, because I literally were like, we are so full send them anyway and I was like thank you so much <laughs> and I I saw yeah they I mean it was kind of stressful rescheduling my appointments because people were on vacation yep. and there was like juggling around obviously and I'm other a new people patient were having babies and yeah damn babies they just come whenever yeah, they, they want do. yeah I know yeah um so I had to reschedule my appointment like two or three times I think and that was pretty stressful um, but I did get in and it was 38 weeks. And then she was like, yeah, we already have you scheduled for the hospital. We'll be there at 6 a.m. You know, you're going to you're mm-hmm. going to be induced on on uh, August 10th. And we're like, OK, which is wild for anyone who schedules C-sections. Like it's like you walk out of the building being pregnant, but you also know you're going to walk out of this building yeah. that day. with Yeah. A baby, which Isn't yeah. that wild. weird? Yeah. Um, very scheduled you know so it's just that was which i thought crystal would love but then that put in i was like oh do you feel better now with your whole schedule thing and you were like actually now i know i have to do this 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 this, and this by this day and this then some bathroom thing and it so then it kicked off a whole (laughs) yeah yeah so we were building another room for our son so it was like i have to finish all of this stuff before this this time because 
we had a deadline. Like yeah. it wasn't right. like, oh, you have a couple weeks, give or take. You know, it was like you literally have until the tenth. That's it. <laughs> and you kind of just don't think about it whenever you're like letting everything go like yeah. naturally, right? So. And it was only a week, right? Like you, yeah. all this was happening at 38. So it was really only a week later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, not logical that I was that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so then tell us really, really quickly. Cause I hate to rush you guys. What was your induction like? Um, it was, it was, it went by the books pretty well. My mom came with me this time because I knew it was going to be our last baby. And my mom probably makes the story, honestly. Yeah, she does. Um, she makes part of the story. Just yeah, part of it. She, she, Just part of it. Part of it. Sorry. <laughs> she, she, um, she, you know, they have another. My wife had to drop the kids off at my dad and, and, and Charlotte. And so she had to drop them off. And obviously, I know it was like an hour and a half away from us. Um, so I was there with my mom by myself in the beginning and you do a lot of checking in and registering and asking a bunch of questions. And, uh, my mom basically treated herself like she was also getting induced and (laughs) pulled out the chair, you know, um, sympathy induction. Oh yeah. She had the blankets. She She had the the cup of ice water, cup of ice, the plastic. Oh, that's right. I didn't get a plastic cup of ice. Oh, Crystal just didn't exist in this process. When Crystal got here, she sat. When Crystal got there, she sat in the metal chair. Yeah. Um, but it all went pretty, pretty well. I mean, she came pretty quickly um, with the induction. They just kept giving me more and more Pitocin. And my epidural didn't work, so that sucked. Okay. Oh. So you did Cervidel. Yes. Yeah, and she already, she dilated um, to like two, three centimeters just with that without nice. any... Yeah, yeah. So my body, my body knew what it was doing, you know, because yeah. they were like, "Well, we're just going to skip the second dose and go straight to the pitocin." And then um, I think I made it to like five or six centimeters, and then they broke my water, and then um, I started to feel pressure down there, and they're like, "Oh, that's normal," you know. And I'm like, "No, nope. like it's a lot of Baby's pressure." Coming. And um, they like, kept remind you that my last birth was an hour, like two hours long. Well, I think because she wasn't saying it was painful, she was saying it was pressure. And they're like, there's nothing we can do for the pressure. You're going to feel the pressure even though you have the epidural. Um, That wasn't working. Yeah. And before that, her mom and I, we wanted to eat. So I ordered Chick-fil-A and I had to go down and get it at the DoorDash. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, I didn't get the DoorDash. Oh, you didn't make it. Okay. No, I I got down there. I got down there and then she called me and was like, where are you? The baby's coming. So the guy somehow got lost, even though if you use DoorDash, there's like a dot that tells you exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. The guy couldn't find me. And I'm like, I have to go. My wife is in labor. So like he just left it outside the door somewhere, some building at the hospital. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we didn't, we did not get the Chick-fil-A. We did Um, not because she wanted the tea because she couldn't have any food. She could only have. But she got the baby. I, I we did. They did, and that was it. Was it was a lot in the midst of everything with my mom trying to make it about her. And um, did you talk about the flatulence yet? No, about my mom. Yeah, could you please include oh, that in yeah. the story? <laughs> you don't have to. So we were there from like six thirty. I mean, we were there, but we didn't have the baby until nine. So from six thirty till nine, and her mom is a gassy little thing. It was. <laughs> farting and burping every couple minutes oh my and God. going <laughs> and yawning like and the, yawning like but it's all very loud it's not oh, like little yeah. tiny like princess even, farts even it's like, oh. even the nurse was like well you're a gassy thing aren't you you know to my mom <laughs> is she like a stress farter is that part of her story I, I you know she's really sweet but she was just like she doesn't she lets her burps out like a 
like a, a man, man basically so she's yawning and so like, oh, she's like this is so boring Bruh. excuse me and i'm like i'm over here in labor like struck like i'm in pain and you're just like yawning Yawn one more taking time. a nap and like yeah and like she she like fell asleep and ashley was like are you sleeping she's like no and then she would like wake <laughs> up and she'd be like oh and just roll around oh, are we like, done yet i'm oh. so tired it was like every couple minutes like crystal and i were making eye contact across the room because you know she couldn't sit next to me because my mom was in the chair <laughs> farting next to you yeah yeah <laughs> so the birth one what did she did you have a shoulder dystocia this time with this baby luckily nope. no they they were real quick to call the nurse in or someone that specialized in shoulder dystocia because they knew that was you know a possibility, a possibility. Um, and she came really fast. I yeah. went like Dr. Diamond did great. So yeah. the way that we found out that Ashley's epidural wasn't working is, uh, Dr. Diamond actually put a warm cloth down there. Um, and, and she was like, that feels nice. And she's like, you can feel the temperature. And yeah. she's like, yes. Yeah. And she's like, you should not. Yeah. You, you, sh- you should not have known that was a warm cloth. Yeah. Weird. And so, but they called the anesthesiologist to come back in and give me more medicine basically. Yeah. But Olive can't, had come yeah. out. Yeah. By she then. was like, watch out. I'm coming out. Yeah. 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 So, so I was helping hold her leg up cause it was just Dr. Diamond another uh, the nurse and then me um, and her mom. So we, we were there and then, because they're like there's gonna be a ton of people in the room there was not a ton of people until the very end nice and they brought someone in that i guess specialized in the shoulder dystocia mm-hmm. and she she's like can i get in here i'm like yeah, that's fine i don't know what i'm doing um but she came out without a problem like yeah she so do you you yay. lost your leg to the professional yeah that's fine i didn't want to <laughs> like fine I, I could i had the full view i'll stand again. back here with the flatulence person you know how beautiful it was before i don't need to see yeah. that again that's exactly what i thought i mean she did look so. i did look i watched i watched her whole head oh you did out. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, there's nowhere to go when you're holding her leg up. So you yeah. have to. It's that or to squint your eyes shut and look weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have like one hand or arm holding her leg up, the other hand trying to hold her hand. And it's, <laughs> yeah, so you're doing great. Oh, it was a lot. So I mean, I, other than I had to tell them like three different times that she was coming, and they didn't really like believe me because of the whole pressure. I said pressure, not pain. Um, but oh. I was literally it sucked because my leg was the epidural worked a little bit. My leg was numb, so I couldn't move. But uh, I was in excruciating pain. Um, so I'm just sitting here crying oh, because the, the pain it's pitocin. That's that terrible. Sucks, right? It's not natural labor. No. It's pitocin labor, which is worse. Um, so I would say that was probably like the worst part, but I'm glad that she came out without any issues. And she, w- and when they broke my water, my water just kept gushing out. Like it was I, at least they, like they an had hour. me like sitting I up. I knew in the you bed. had a ton of water in there, and so it came out. And like every couple minutes, every second, every couple minutes, I had a contraction. I'd look over, and I'm like, oh, there's more water coming out. And like, oh, I feel like I'm peeing myself. It like was, it was a good hour or so of this. The water just out. gushing out. Yeah. So I'm sure there was a ton of fluid. <laughs> I'm guessing there wasn't meconium this time. No. no. Yeah. So baby came out. Everybody was good. Everything was great. I hate rushing you guys. We should have made this a two-part series. Um, but how was your mom? Was she okay? Was everything good yes. there? Um, I yelled at her when oh. I was in pushing um, because she kept putting her hand, her hand on my face, and you know, and I'm like, "You're not helping," because I'm in labor yes. and whatever. And she took that angry. personally, and so oh, yeah. she was butt hurt basically the rest of the time. <laughs> the rest and, right. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So, so to wrap this up, um, is there anything else that you guys want to just say about your? experience of IVF 
in general? Like anything else you didn't get to talk about or anything out there, like a message for any other people who might be going through it, even though you're not supposed to compare yourself to other people? Um, I do also just want to say, because I know we've mentioned Charlotte's weight, but at 39 weeks, Olive was 9'5". So she would have been easily a 10 pound baby. <laughs> yes, okay. she would have. Yeah, Good decision growths, all around. Yeah, those growth charts were correct. They were correct um, but time. I mean, for IVF, I would definitely just, you know, do your do your research and, and, and give yourself grace really and like it's a learning curve learning experience for everyone I think going through that like I think it's one of those things you don't know until you're until you're in it um and yeah that's and Kim's great and London Tree is great and if you're gonna have a baby I definitely recommend coming it's very nice of you to say but Kim only like me me you like twice I was like uh, you know if you I can't go for any reason she needs to at least know my face she's like no she's mine I was like shut up (laughs) go away I'm doing it. So I just want to say to all the other moms out there going through IVF or anybody who's done that before, like, you're amazing. You are amazing. So committed to your family. So strong. Yes. Like, there's so much involved in it. And um, we have to really end this episode. And I'm super bummed because there were so many questions I I had. And thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks for having Um, us. If anyone out there has any questions about any of this, feel free to email in or, you know, comment on our social media. And um, the only other thing we have to say to you guys and all the other birthing people out there is cheers. cheers. You guys can say cheers too. Cheers. Cheers.